Golly Gosh. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Golly Gosh. I am the woman that says I'll have what she's having in When Harry Met Sally, Ellen Stevenson and today I am joined by a very special guest, Daniel Moran, also known as Daniel Dorable. I absolutely love my sister Daniel Dorable otherwise known as Glam Princess 5000 and I think it's going to be pretty impossible for you to listen to this episode and not fall in love with Daniel Dorable. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Golly Gosh with Daniel Moran. And we're on... Oh my god, hi. Hello, Daniel Dorable. It's me. Hello, it's me. It's me. I'm so excited you're here. I'm, I'm so fucking stoked. I am so excited to be here. Stoked like Bob Evans Stofers. Bob Evans down on the farm. I fucking, I miss Bob Evans every day. I feel like crying because I miss Bob Evans every day. Anyone from America listening to this, get yourself down to a fucking Bob Evans, but you can listen to this offline. If you listen to it at iTunes.com slash gosh with Ellen, you can download the episode and still get Bob Evans on your way. <laughs> Best plug ever. Um, Daniel, I'm so excited to have you on. So I'm going to start off with the bog standard question that I like to ask everyone. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing new. It's nothing special. When, how, why did you start making videos? Um, okay. So I actually went to an art boarding school in high school. So for junior and senior year, I lived at school and I studied theater. Um, and when I finished, I kind of backed out of it I was like I don't want to be an actor because everyone in the world like you I I got this misconception that you had to be very pretty to be an actor you had to have like the best physique like no one had body hair kind of thing and so I just felt like I couldn't do it so I was just like no I'm not gonna do it but in college I started missing it Mm -hmm. and I started watching YouTube and I was seeing all these people do whatever they want and I realized like it was a platform where I could decide what was acceptable and what was okay and I could create what I wanted to create how I wanted to create it and I could be a part of it Mm -hmm. a creative platform that allows you to go off into many different ventures yeah and literally do exactly what I want yeah and I mean that makes me sad that you that that you thought you had to be some thing of a mold but how old were you when when that was happening you said you were in high school Yeah, in high school, when I decided I didn't want to be an actor and I didn't want to be in front of a camera or anything like that, I was um, probably 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. And then I had been uploading videos in high school, um, but it was nothing like trying to be a YouTuber or anything. It was just uploading random stuff that we would record that we thought was funny. And then slowly in college, I started uploading to a couple of channels. I had two collab channels. And then I had my channel where I would just try different things. Yeah. And obviously you, you, you studied drama and stuff like that. But when did you decide that you wanted to get more into the comedy side of YouTube? Hmm. Good question. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I think it was just kind of the feedback I would get from videos. And people would be like, oh my god, I really laughed at that. And... Mm-hmm. I kind of got it from school too. Um, in college, I would like to say things during speeches and stuff that would make people laugh, like during my presentation. And I realized like how much joy that brought me, like 
having someone laugh at something I said, like in a good way. Um, And so I think that kind of steered me in that direction where I wanted to be like, okay, I want to create this just to make this person happy, just to make this person laugh. Yeah. And that's kind of just where it came from. Yeah. But then also that's, that's a kind of dark path to go down being like tailoring your videos for one particular person, knowing that you're going to get that comment from that person. Right. Well, I do say it that way, but in the end, it's what's making me laugh too. Yeah. Because I did like start out that way where I was like, all right, what can we do to make this specific type of um, audience laugh? And now it's like, all right, what do I think is funny? But I think that I think that people should allow that to happen whenever someone becomes a YouTuber or they start creating regularly online, because I think we are all guilty of that. And it's not even guilty. Like we, we all just did it. And if we hadn't have done it, then we wouldn't have like figured out what we can and can't do and what we enjoy rather than what makes other people happy and makes us sad, you know? Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. Like, no, it's fun to try different things. It's fun to do like typical YouTube stuff sometimes, but eventually you find what you're good at and what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing. It's the beautiful journey that is YouTube. So when you're when you were talking about that, you started um, watching YouTube videos before you before you started actually making them. How long um, ago were you were you watching like you know regular creators, not just you know cat videos and shit? <laughs> um, I think it was maybe 2012 2011 maybe that I mm. was like a regular everyday viewer kind of thing I started yeah. watching um Grace Helbig's first channel uh my damn channel that the one that she did with them and yeah. I was watching Tyler Oakley on five awesome gays and well everyone on five awesome gays not just Tyler um oh was he part of that yeah he was Friday I think I love how I used to remember the day. <laughs> I, it, you you do. You really remember it. It was branded. Like, they did a good job with that. So would you say, like, in terms of inspirations, would you say that Grace Helbig, Tyler Oakley were, because they were the first ones you were watching, were they, are they big, heavy inspirations for you? At the time, yeah. Um, as an inspiration to kind of get into it they were some of the initial ones yeah and who would you say nowadays as your content has like grown and progressed who would you say are your main inspirations now um i am inspired by andrew um lau and jenna marbles um i'm actually inspired by jared coons sometimes <laughs> not even kidding <laughs> an entire video i uploaded it was called a pumpkin spice nightmare was just fully inspired by oh jared God, coons that was so coons that was so fucking coons i love that video i love it because it was so unexpected and it was like it, it was, took such a dark like turn for you and i was yeah. so so into it and also, it came about just after you had that massive long break offline. And it was like, what a way to fucking start again. <laughs> like, yes, into it. Yeah, I loved it. And it was, he was just uploading like really weird stuff. And I had this like gentle idea for what it came into. And I was like, what if I just did it in a way Jared Coons would do it? <laughs> Are there any videos of yours that you're particularly proud of? Of like, either a video that you kind of, took a creative path that was different from the rest of them like that one or just one that you is your kind of like go-to if someone was to watch your channel yeah um i 
now I always recommend that one. And I also am so proud of and absolutely love The Boys Room. Yes! <laughs> that, was <pretty. laughs> that was my answer. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the best videos I've ever done. And I, I had the idea for the longest time. And I really needed help from my friends to figure out how to do it. Because that was one of my like biggest skit kind of videos. One of the first ones I had ever done. And yeah. so I had so much help from Zach Zakaib and Bratney and Jared Coons and Daryl King just to set it up and like to figure out how to film it. And mm. I don't know, it just turned out really funny. But like, what a way to like, just show the amount of creative people that were in a room together. What a way to fucking demonstrate that. <laughs> like me sitting on the sidelines being like, oh, I wish I was a playlist. Like that was my dream video to watch because I'm just like, fuck Yes, this is what I came for. It's so good. The boys room and classic, the boys room. Just classic dad sleeping through the collabs again. I know. Um, <laughs> that one is one of my favorites, but also your series that you do where you do your drunk bakery and also your um dear GBF. Yeah. Your best friend. I'm still down with the linger. Um <laughs> They're, they're my favorites because I always love a good series. I always love a good regularity. But I also feel like The Drunk Bakery has so much kind of like accessibleness to it because it's so funny just to see you drunk because it's not even that different to how you normally are. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit shadier. And I love it. I'm so here for it. Drunk Daniel, like just he's he's a trip to edit honestly and then and one of the reasons why i love the um the dear gay best friend is because it's i love how you're poking fun at you know the fact that oh gay people and having a gay best friend is like an accessory and so obviously they have different answers to questions that are normal uh, fucking quote unquote exactly you get it but, i oh my but god people take it so seriously i people know take it so seriously. it's so funny because i made it fully intending it to be so satirical and it yeah. to be like over the top dramatic and i didn't think anyone was going to get it i thought people were going to take it serious and turns out everyone is taking it seriously no 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 i got it and i was so so happy but i kind of love how people do take it seriously because it plays into the element of you being like a fun big sister on youtube which i do kind of see you as that's I what mean, i, I want to be <laughs> i see you as my sister anyway you're my sister who just like keeps me in line will fucking read me any time of the day <laughs> but i just i forgive her because she's my sister um but i i do feel like you're achieving that being the big sister of youtube I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it, it warms my heart. Um, but then also a, another thing I love about your videos is your honesty. Because um, you don't hold back. And I love that. And it's it's kind of... I don't know whether or not that's... I know that because I know you outside of YouTube. And I know that you fucking... You say things how they are. But in, in a way that doesn't come across as mean-spirited or nasty. But I feel like you'd still incorporate that with your videos. Because like the G the dear gbf you're still there to poke fun and you're still there to be blunt about it um and that's one thing i really really love about your videos and i would love for you to be like that more often <laughs> do you want to hear something so funny about that series though well i don't know if this is funny it's just like a little unknown fact it literally came about because i wanted a new series on my channel 
because I wanted Mm -hmm. because I was having a lot of trouble coming up with original ideas all the time but I was like Mm -hmm. I need another series to fall back on (laughs) so when I don't know anything I'm just gonna upload this yes Um, that's literally half of like the reasons why I do characters is because oh I don't have anything oh I can just do a generic YouTube video but I can do it in that character like yeah it's my safety video oh my god I love your characters though you know I'm having a like a shit creative week is when I put on a wig and have to be someone else (laughs) (laughs) but that's still Um, creative though like you have to take on something else uh, yeah yeah I don't know um one character I really really love that you did was your Ashley's Agencies <laughs> video, which I got to take part in, which was really, really fun. Um, but that was such a genius collab. That was so fucking good. Yeah, it. Uh, I was so excited when I first thought about it because Ashley is a character that has been developing for over a year before that video even started. Um, I'm not going to give you the backstory of it because no, it's fine, there, it's fine. there's a there's a good backstory to it. I don't worry. You've told me. You've told me before. <laughs> I know. Um, but I didn't think that she was going to turn out to be so freaking weird. Like, That's the thing. It came that came as such a shock, and I felt like it was like a little teaser before the um, the pumpkin spice one. Yeah, because it had little elements of that. It got me ready for that. Yeah, I. <laughs> it just it just happened naturally like she was weird her clients were weird the presentation of her and her clients to you is weird gay the fucking her game board like collection yeah (laughs) i don't even know why i was just like wouldn't this be funny i love it so much um i kind of like briefly um mentioned it earlier on um about how you uploaded the pumpkin spice after you had that bit of time offline mm-hmm. um but do you do you, do you want to talk about kind of why you decided to take to, to like time offline because i've you wrote an article about it recently didn't you i didn't no, write I th- it i was interviewed for it <laughs> okay great i am good <laughs> no no i just I, I just don't want that in the world <laughs> i don't want to be lying saying i wrote an article about it <laughs> I feel like there's this ongoing thing that is preached that is always like, you should look up from your screen and experience the real world. And, you know, like the online world isn't everything. And it's normally like preached by online creators that would be nothing (laughs) without the internet. (laughs) Exactly. I find it fucking hilarious. Um, But I think it's something that like a lot of people have kind of contemplated doing. And I know I have. But you took like a whole yeah. month off, um, and how how was that for you? Kind of taking um, that time away from the internet. This was actually my second time doing it. The first time was um, last year after my Daniel Dorable Toil and Trouble Halloween series. I took a month off of YouTube and just YouTube. This mm-hmm. time, I decided to drop everything, delete all of my apps, my social media apps, and not go really on the internet at all much I watched YouTube videos and I got on Tumblr and that was all I did because I had just made a big transition in my life I moved across the country I got a new job I was alone in a city where I didn't really know anyone and I was just so insanely depressed and I was constantly on social media and it wasn't making it better to like Mm -hmm. see all these people 
doing things with their friends and like seeing my friends who I miss and I couldn't see in real life. And it was just turning into this very negative thing where I was on the internet nonstop. And like, we're talking 15 hours a day, at least I'm just sitting on the internet or on my phone or something like that. And I don't know, stepping away from it has really helped. And it's helped me now that I'm back on it because I'm not scrolling nonstop. I'll pull it up. I'll check some notifications. I'll scroll a little and then put it away. Like, I don't want to be on it. And it's helped me in real life relationships too, because now when I go visit friends or go see someone, or if I meet someone new and I go out and hang out with them, I make a conscious effort to put my phone down. I don't want to be sitting at a dinner with my friend who I just flew across the country to see because we don't live in the same area anymore and we're just sitting on our phones. Yeah. Like, what's I mean, the, the point? It sounds, it, that sounds fucking healthy. Obviously, you support the decision you made to do that. Um, and that <laughs> No, I hate my decision. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> Why did I make conscious efforts to help my mental health? How dare I do that? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Um, that sounds fucking healthy. I wish I could do that. And to be honest, like, I say I wish I could do that as if it's not possible. I think it's always <laughs> possible for everyone to do that. Um, yeah. but no, that does sound, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like that. Okay. Next question. <laughs> um, well, another thing I kind of always admire about you and kind of want to get big sister advice, like, from you about is like aesthetics. Like, aesthetics (laughs) seems fucking important to you, and I love it. (laughs) Like, whether or not it's just, like, the fact that you have to, like, colour coordinate your profile picture on Twitter to your banner, or, like, your thumbnails all, like, are very coherent, or just your Instagram. Everything is fucking hashtag goals and everything I can never be in life. And so it helps me ground myself. And make me realize, <laughs> I will never be that. <laughs> All I that. do is filter everything the same color. <laughs> it's not that hard, I promise. <laughs> but I just, I don't know why. I just feel like it says so much about your personality. And just like how everything is so pretty. And just like, oh, that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think I'm pretty. <laughs> you are so pretty. Um... One of my favorite ever memories with you is, I say that as if we've known each other for fucking years. We have. Um, yeah, of course we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, is the day when both me and you oh, decided God. to take a little, <laughs> to take a little trip, two sisters, take a little trip <sighs> to LA, to the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. And you... things did not go to plan. I woke up that morning and it was just you and me. We were the last ones left at VidCon. And you asked me, we were, we had a full plan to go to LA and you asked me, what did you want to do? And I said, the only thing, the only thing, Ellen, I'm chill with doing anything else. The only thing I want to do is go take a picture in front of the Hollywood sign. And me fucking too. Like I was, (laughs) I was well up for that you make it sound like i sabotaged like us to make sure i'm gonna do whatever we can that we i I fully blame you (laughs) (laughs) so basically but it all kind of started off when dad zach gave us the wrong directions to go on 
a train that was apparently the cheapest thing in the world when we worked out it was gonna be cheaper if we got a fucking uber like got a fucking taxi yeah all the way over to where we were meant to be instead we had to fucking slam it on this train that took way too long but what i more money what i think is funny about that is that we didn't even check to see like what the price was like we just no. blindly followed dad zach's instructions um because it's dad <laughs> Obviously. I know. But like what my favorite kind of just memory from that is just how how like along the day was going just like how done we were becoming. <laughs> <laughs> like as the day was like coming to a close we were getting more and more just physically done with everything because we this is the thing like this was on main goal to see the Hollywood sign. Yeah, just as tourists do. We saw it that one day. <laughs> we were. Then we were like, oh, wait, no, we can get closer. We can get closer. <laughs> no fucking way we can't. We end up in the middle of some deserted Chinatown, the most <laughs> emptiest Chinatown I've ever fucking seen. A woman tries to steal my phone to see if I took to see if I took photos of her porn. And she's like, no, I need to see it. Actually, no, it's okay. No, 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 I need to see your phone. You need to grab it right now. We get ourselves into that weird position. Then we try to get to the Hollywood sign. Okay, we give up. Let's get a fucking Uber. Take us to the Hollywood sign, Uber driver in LA, who I'm sure has heard that sentence so many fucking times. Where does he decide to go set the sat-nav for somewhere five fucking hours away? (laughs) And then you just turn to me, Ellen, Ellen, it says it's five hours away. Well, the address I put in was five hours away. The address I gave him. And I didn't even realize it until we got in the car. But couldn't we just said, go to the Hollywood sign? That's what we told him. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I get you there. And then just drove around. And then, like... We were just like, going on the we have to get out of the car. We have to get out of the car. <laughs> it was just, and then we gave. And up then, and we because of that, we stumble upon the premiere, the Hollywood <laughs> premiere of the Tarzan movie, <laughs> and we just sit there and watch Samuel L. Jackson walk the red carpet. <laughs> And, like, so many people were, like, desperately trying to get there. And we just happened to be there. Just like We just happened to we, be dropped off there, casually. We, just, we weren't appreciative of anything. We were just, yeah. Okay, well, there's Samuel Jackson. <sighs> so now what? I like that we were just unfazed by it, too. We were like, we're at a <laughs> premiere. There's Samuel L. Jackson. Do you want a waffle? Yeah. <laughs> it was so ridiculous it was so stupid but i did love that day because i definitely felt like it solidified a proper sister relationship where we weren't afraid to say that we were annoyed with each other and that's yeah. how i feel like we were proper family then so <laughs> i loved it i loved every second <laughs> i did too and then to top it off we go to in and out thinking oh in and out is gonna make everything better worst in and out i've ever found it really was <laughs> like i didn't understand why i was like this it's cold the fries taste weird it just fucking set the whole time for the rest of the day it was like yeah well this and the fact that we were gonna go back home and collab and then after all of that we were just like yeah we just didn't collab but (laughs) one of the one of the best parts of that day i remember is we met karen honestly at in and out and Mm -hmm. We got there a little early and she was a little late. And so we sat down, we got our food, we were about to eat. And she comes up and is like, oh, sorry, we're late. We stopped to take a picture in front of the Hollywood sign. 
that's when I lost it. I was just like, what the fuck? I'm pretty sure you just looked at me. (laughs) Just like like, really (laughs) Oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, as I said, like I felt like it for sure solidified a proper sister relationship. And I loved every second. Yes. Um, We're actually coming up to the end. Oh dear. Motherfucking quick does this go? Golly gosh. Golly gosh in fucking deed. Um, but I'm going to ask you the three questions that I like to ask everyone. Um, and I feel like you have the potential to give me either the sassiest answer I've ever had, the, like the cutest answer I've ever had, the most aesthetically pleasing answer I've ever had, the most big sister answer I've ever had. <laughs> but if you could describe your channel in any song, what would it be? And um, why? I think I would describe my channel with the song run away with me by carly ray jemson oh my god how did i not guess that you i know love carly ray you love i love carly ray, carly ray. when the um, saxophone comes in you lose your shit i lose it i'm like this is it everyone <laughs> no. to the dance floor come on jared coons dance <laughs> the thought of jared coons and carly ray jemson being in the same sentence makes me so <laughs> oh just you get ready oh spoiler yeah Spoiler. Oh my god, I can't wait. By uh, the time this comes out, it's probably already out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, da, da, da. But no, wait, I have to tell you the why. Because yeah. it's upbeat, girly, and pop, and it's like, run away with me. Come enjoy this aesthetic and get lost in a yeah, river just, of me. Yeah, like you can forget about the world and just hang out with your sister. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I, do you know what? I do generally, like, associate Carly Rae with you now. Good. I feel like you love her just as much as I love Bob Evans. So, yeah. like, now it's just, like, Carly Rae is Daniel's brand and I am here for it, 100%. Um, and then another Good. music-themed question. And I wonder if it will be a Carly Rae song. Um, if you could lip-sync for your life to any song, what would it be? Okay, well, it wouldn't be one song for starters. It would be a okay, medley. Yeah, it would be an set. epic medley. It would uh-huh. be it. a Britney Spears medley. Okay, and yes. And the like, number one featured song, though, would be Oops, I Did It Again, because I know all of the original choreography, and I would crush it. And like the little purple, like fuzzy, like pigtail she had, the mini skirt. Am I forgetting the right video? You're, that's the wrong <laughs> Oh, that's is baby it one more time oh, you're God. a fake fan you're a fake fan i wasn't even fucking born okay okay Wait, when did that come yes, out you were definitely born 96 before then no yeah after it okay. was like 98 99 oh sorry i was fucking two okay i wasn't i had a rough yeah you should have known i wasn't fucking you should have known um okay yeah right so we start off with oops i did it again okay you would have the red pleather suit yes that's the one with the slick back hair yeah 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 yes with the most epic choreography ever i know it all yes (laughs) i'm gonna pretend like i I also know this choreography also and just to rewind i would not be lip syncing for my life i would be lip syncing for my legacy yeah of course you would okay right so that's the basis and then what does it go into um just a huge medley of her top hits i'm gonna have um a snake and i'm gonna overcome my fear of snakes by holding Mm -hmm. it and dancing sluttily with it yes 
I am, of course, going to get all of the daddies excited in the audience by coming out with a schoolboy outfit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's that's how it ends, with the daddies wanting it. How do you feel about her new her new songs? Her? Because, like, a lot of people have a lot of opinions, and I don't understand them. Well, if you hang out on my channel a little bit, you will know that I no longer like Britney Spears. She was my idol forever, and now I'm just like, okay, Britney, you need some help. When was it? Two thousand seven, shaving off the hair, Britney, that that stopped you? No, no, not even that. Like it was recent with um, the Britney Jean album that was just garbage, and it's been garbage ever since. Is that the one with? You better uh, work, you bitch. Wanna you wanna work, bitch. You wanna work, bitch. I love that one. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, classic sister. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I have loved this ever so fucking much. Um, and as a gift for being on the podcast, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to say your best worst joke. I binge listened to all of Golly Gosh recently, and I have to tell you one thing. Setting people up to tell a joke out of nowhere is not a gift. That's not a <laughs> present you give people, Ellen. You need to stop saying That's... that. <laughs> That's the fucking Every time I listen to it, it, I'm just like, what? This the thing is, I take the pressure off by saying best bad joke. Like, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to represent what your comedy stands for. Like, it just has to be a bad joke. It's not a gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Just, I don't care. <laughs> okay, so Daniel, as your punishment for being on the podcast, give me your best bad joke. Whenever the cashier at the grocery store asks my dad if he would like the milk in a bag, he replies, no, just leave it in the carton. <laughs> that was so good. Do you see how awkward like, this is? <laughs> also, I love how you read that out so naturally off of Google. <laughs> just, <laughs> just straight off of Google so naturally as if you memorized it. it. To be so honest, I didn't it. know what it said. I just stopped when you like told me to tell a joke and I was like, this is the one I need now. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was until I read it. <laughs> it wasn't even a joke. It was just like a fact. It was just like a nice little like <laughs> anecdote. It, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for being on here. I love you so much, sis. Um, and please feel free to come on anytime. And also, I have been a shit host and I keep on forgetting to do this recently. But where can people find you? If you search the words Daniel Dorable anywhere on any platform, you're going to find something about me. Cute. That's fucking cute. Um, thank you so much for being on here. I love you so much. I love you, Ellen. I love you too, queen of everything. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>